Welcome everyone to the Screamcast. I am your host, Sean DeRager, doing kind of a solo run today on the podcast slash YouTube cast, video cast, I don't know. Um, and I want to start doing these kind of interview things every now and then when I find someone interesting to talk to. And this week, um, there's a game called Mixtape Massacre, and they had their Kickstarter for their director's cut, so I said, what the hell? Uh, we, need to, we need to bring in the creators of Mixtape Massacre. So joining me, Freddie Carlini, thank you for joining me on the Screamcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I am a huge fan of the game. So first of all, I got to say, holy shit, thank you for creating this game. Because <laughs> it's been uh, a really fun time with my kids. Um, you know, they're little, you know, horror fans in training. Um, not, you know, I'm not trying to indoctrinate them into the, you know, cult of horror, but it just kind of happens, you know. Um, so when I saw this game, I saw an ad or something like that, and uh, and I was like, holy shit, like, this is like a game right up my alley, and uh, got it. I, I bought everything. <laughs> I bought a mixtape mascara, I bought uh, Escape from Tall Oaks, as, as many expansion packs as I could, and we have had a, a blast with mixtape masker. Well, that's, so. that's that's great. That's what we want to hear. We want to hear yeah. that people are having fun with it. <laughs> now, uh, Escape from Tall Oaks, which is kind of a, it's a little more involved, a little more in depth of a game, more mm-hmm. kind of role playing, I guess, would feel more. It feels a little more role play, role playing. Um, that was the kids, the youngest one. He was like, "This is too much." So, we we stick to only mixtape masker right now. So, you know, uh, monsters killing people, uh, teenagers. They all they're all about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. Um, go so ahead. yeah, I mean, so I wanted to kind of get. I mean, we have the director's cut coming out. We'll we'll talk about the Kickstarter in a second. Um, and c- congratulations for fully funded in three hours. Yeah, in under three hours, it was pretty. It was pretty awesome. It's, it's awesome to see the fans really just like come out and really hungry for something new all the time. It's it's yeah. really it's really inspiring. Yeah. So uh, before we talk about the director's cut, um, let's talk about you know the brief history of you know what you know what was you know what started this whole journey for you with mixtape Masker. What you know, uh, I'm surprised it hasn't been done before this type of game. But that's uh, kind of where it came from. Was <laughs> we were kind of shocked that it didn't exist. Um, it was it was one of these things where I was at a game night with my girlfriend and some friends. Um, I had recently gotten sober, so uh, from alcohol. So I was going to a lot of like game nights with friends and like playing board games and just like chips and sodas and stuff like that. And the funny thing I kept running into at game nights was, and it's something I didn't personally experience because I I play a lot of games. So I I tend to hang out with people who like to play like really complicated and crazy games. But when you're amongst like friends who are just looking for something casual. The biggest thing I kept noticing was it was really hard to get any game started. Um, it was, you know, this this is taking an hour and a half just to learn how to play. You know, this is <laughs> this, this seems really in depth. I don't want to get too into this. Like, you know, I just want something we can throw down on the table. And I'm looking through the stack of games, and there was like, when it comes to like horror board games, like you have like your zombie games, and you have like Arkham Horror, but you yeah. don't have you don't have anything close to like the ideas of like slashers and 80s and things like that which is that's something i grew up on my father like i think when i was five i started watching movies with him and i 
I got addicted very fast and I, I wanted to see everything. And I used to go to VHS stores with him and just pick up everything that they had. Cause I loved the covers. So <laughs> I, you know, not seeing that was kind of like, that was kind of like the first light bulb. I was yeah. like, how the hell does this not exist? And then in doing my research with, with my business partner, Matt and our employee, MJ, who are the other creators of the game, um, we didn't find except there was a game called Camp Grizzly, which was a little more in depth, but it was more just from like the camper's perspective. You're trying to survive basically against kind of like your your Jason style archetype. Um, you know, there's a killer in the woods. You guys need to escape. And we were just like, well, that's not exactly what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something where like you're in the shoes of a 80 style killer and you're you're raiding a town. And so. I, for about two months, spent some time in my like house. Like I think it was over like the holidays, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put together a board and some cards. And I think like the name Mixtape Massacre like came to me because I was listening to a lot of old '80s music while I was doing it, and, um, and it was kind of giving giving me into like fun vibes. And I was like, well, what if it was a little comical and a little horror, and we like mix those two things together? Um, I put together a board, I put together a couple concepts. I had the name. I like immediately bought the name online and like <laughs> like set it up because I was anytime I have like a name that comes to me, I'm like, I have to buy that now. I, I do the same but, thing. Um, I got so many unused <laughs> registered names. <laughs> so I, I immediately did that. And then I brought it into the studio. I, I, I remember I remember presenting it first just to Matt and I said, I go, I have an idea. You know, we've talked about doing a Kickstarter for things for so long. I have a cool idea for a board game. And he was he and MJ were like, oh, well, let's do a lunch. We'll play what you have mm-hmm. and see what we can do with it. And so we did a lunch, played through it. They got the jokes. They got the gist of it. They were like, okay, we're in. And like MJ and I started developing. Matt started coming up with like crazy concepts of like, hey, what if we made like the player stations like knives and like, <laughs> you know, what if everything was tapes and tapes and tapes and like stuff like that yeah. and – I think originally I proposed it as we would be in a house and like you'd be raiding a house. And then Matt was like, well, why don't we do a, t- a town? And then I was like, well, why don't we call it tall Oaks? And like, it just, it just, it was just like a snowball. And yeah. MJ kept coming up with these funny references and like songs to put into a playlist. And like, it just evolved and spun and spun. And so that was kind of the start of mixtape massacre. And then kind of the kicker was, how do you get this like seen by anyone? So it's just one of these mm-hmm. things of like building social media. MJ was like hitting Twitter like crazy, hitting Instagram like crazy, just trying to get it like noticed. And then we were like, okay, we've got a decent following. People are interested. Let's put it out there and see what happens. And to be honest, like the first Kickstarter for the game barely made it. Like mm. it just got funded. We were able to produce a few copies or not a few. We, we produced a lot because it was for the people who backed it. But we produced a, a low number of copies, got it in, gave it to our backers, and then had a few left, sold out immediately. A few people from press and a few people from like in the industry who were like into movies got their hands on it. And I think it just started spreading like, well, where can we get this? Where can we get this? And we were running out of copies. And yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt and I were kind of like looking at the numbers and we're like, well, what if we what if we just did a big run of them and had them available and we could see what happens from there? And 
we did that and it kind of just it kind of just snowballed we we started doing expansions we started doing you know more ideas adding more yeah. mechanics to it making it more hard making it more fun tons of jokes and references to things we love um and it's been six years now <laughs> it's ridiculous and I'm, I'm, it's, I'm shocked that i just found it just this last year i think it was just because you know like we were home more um doing trying to find out more things to do with the kids and you know it's just kind of like we were looking for more games and you know and, and like you said like everything was almost way too involved almost too much and I needed something especially with the kids and it's funny I, I play with my kids because you know I mean the, the mixtape massacre if you if you if you're a responsible parent and you look through the cards before they pull some I set aside a few not many but um, sure. if they're kids that kind of are savvy to what horror is, what a slasher is, even if they've never seen one, um, it's a game you can just kind of put down and play um, and have a blast. And we just had a blast playing it. That's awesome. So I'm going to show for the, our viewers, um, as we're talking about this, but I haven't shown them like what the game looks like. So here, here's the, the cover of the game, everybody. Um, it says 17. Does it say 17 plus? That's negotiable if you're, you know, you know, if you're a, yeah. if you're a savvy. I, well, I, like I, I say to people all the time because they, because we have a lot of families who play with their kids, like tons, like tons of people play with their kids. And I say all the time, I was like, it's like R-rated movies. You know, when I was a kid, my dad would let me come play with or come watch the movies with them. So yeah, yeah, kind of the no. same rule with this. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's just it's it's just barely there with some of the jokes and some of the cards, but not all the way, which is sure. <laughs> is pretty great. So, um, and I'm going to show the board, I'm going to show sure. the, uh, back to this, and I'm going to show the, um, the, uh, I think this is the board. So here's the original Mixtape Masker board, right. I believe. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just a, a blast. So now those, see those of you listening to the podcast, now you're like, oh man, I wish I would have, I wish I would have watched the YouTube. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. So you start, you had Mixtape Massacre, you, I mean, the thing is, like with um, well, with creative creative folks already, we're already like always thinking about the next thing. Um, Absolutely. And you know, same thing with the game. I feel like I don't know if it's just the horror community. I feel like they're kind of that way too, especially with like collectibles and the expansions. And, and I think I mean every game has expansions, but you know, T-shirts. Like I think the artwork. I think it's there's something to be said about the art of the game because you know you want to wear a t-shirt <laughs> board yeah who wears a t-shirt of a board game other than like dungeons and dragons i guess but and it's funny you say that because like when when um because the illustration work is all done by matt um mm -hmm. we kind of we kind of sit there as a team it's kind of like the scene in um cabin in the woods where there's like that board of characters <laughs> like archetypes behind them that's literally how this game started was we just made a board it was like Think of all the slashers, all the types, you know, how many mass killers are there that's like the legend? Because like, the like, and that's the other thing is every character is kind of an amalgamate yeah. and collection of characters. Like, we really wanted to like tip our hats to like all the films we loved. It was like, you know, let, let's, let's put a little nod in there for like with the legend. It's like, he's wearing a white mask that's kind of hockey style, but it's also just kind of plain. So it's kind of like, all right, obviously a nod to like your Jason's, obviously a nod to Michael. But there's also like the green hair, which is like a nod to Beetlejuice. There's the jacket, the whole jacket and look and get up 
is like the the killer from Cobra. Mm. Um, so it's like it's all these cool little nods and stuff where we can just like it, it's one of those things where it's like throw everything to a blender. Um, you know, we'll never ever be able to get the rights to all these characters. So instead, yeah. why why not just like tip our hats and say like you know. Obviously, we love this because it's inspired by this and kind of like resembles some of these things and get it into as many characters as possible. How many prom queens like do you see in movies, be it Carrie or be it like prom night and things like that, where there's killers like that? Um, And we just kind of went down the line and was like, you know, you need to have dolls like there's killer dolls all the time. There's Chucky's. There's all kinds of of dolls. You know, um, we we made Buddy have like little buck teeth and stuff like that. But (laughs) So we'd sit there, select all these characters, and then Matt's like, all right, well, now we need to, like, come up with a look. And he'd do sketches. We'd give notes. He'd, he'd like, start doing colors and things like that. And one of the things I love about Matt's illustration work is that he really he really has a really cool choice of color combinations. You know, like, a lot of the colors he picks pop. And yeah. I think one of the things that sets our game apart from your your everyday, like, like horror artwork is – it's got a fun comic booky, like cartoony feel to it, but then there's some parts of it that like look rough and like splattered and and like mm-hmm. you know things like that. So um, that's kind of the fun of like putting this together. But as we built out the game and as we put together characters and as we put out all this stuff, we as 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 games were selling and things like that, we were we we kept saying like you know the big thing about this is this is a community like. Yeah. Horror is something I've been like around since I was a kid. Like I reading Fangoria magazines and like going to crazy like VHS stores and just grabbing every tape possible. Like, and there's tons of people like that. And it's for us, it was more like, you know, mixtape massacre shouldn't just be a game. It should be a brand. You know, you should be like one of those kids who's like happy to wear like a shirt with like VHS stuff all over it or knives all over it. And um so we kind of were like you know, when we think about this stuff, let's not just make it about a game. Let's make it a little bigger than that. So to your point, it's like, you know, a lot of the reasons like people tend to buy all of our shirts and stuff is because we don't just make them about the game. We make it like more of a world, more of a brand. And like, you know, it's fun to wear that stuff. Yeah. Well, it's great. I was, I was wearing, um, the, uh, the, the, the pumpkin character, the, uh, the scare, the scare. I was wearing that shirt and uh, I, was, I was buying, you know, some groceries or something. And the girl at the checkout counter was a, you know, was a horror fan. And she was like, oh, my God. She's like, where where did you get that shirt? What is this? So I'm sitting here standing in line telling her about the game, you know. Um, meanwhile, people waiting. was <laughs> waiting. And I'm just, like, telling her all about the game. It's this game. It's really awesome. You need to go here and, you know, just Google Mixtape Massacre. You'll find it, you know. And, and uh, you know, but that shirt was, like, start of the conversation, and then we're talking about and, a board game, you know? Yeah, and, and I think that's kind of a cool thing where, like, a, I think I think you get that with a lot of horrors, like, you know, Fright Rags and Cavity Colors. Yeah, they make these, yeah. be, these beautiful, like, almost collages of these films. Um, and uh, that's the whole thing, man. Like, the horror community and the horror genre, it's just, like, so many fun discussions you can have about it. And mm-hmm. I think that's part part of, like, part of the fun of putting our game together was, like, how many jokes and things can we put in it where if you're a movie kid or a nerd, you're going to get the joke mm-hmm. and get what it's in reference to and kind of start having conversations yeah. about that. And it's, 
it's funny. That's literally what like half of the parents who buy it and like get it for them and their kids to play. They say like, it's really fun. Cause we like tell our kids about the references and tell them about the jokes. Then they want to watch the movies yep. and we're like, that's great. That's, that's like what we yeah. want out of this. So like, it's funny. We were, uh, we were playing and then we, you know, I've been watching Cobra Kai with, with the kids. They were and they're into it. We watched all the karate kid stuff and there's a karate kid joke on one of the cards and they're like, yeah. we get it. <laughs> they're all excited <laughs> that they got the reference. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, it's, that's, that's the fun of it is like as, as much as it's like fun going into the locations and taking out the, the survivors, sometimes there's little jokes with the survivors yeah. and then it's like, Oh, this is awesome. Like this, this is yeah. great. So yeah. let's, um, uh, Let's talk about a little bit about. I'm gonna bring up the pictures here again, and we'll go down and um, let's see here. I think the next one is all some expansions, and then uh, Escape from Tall Oaks. Escape from Tall Oaks, which yeah. is, that's what, and I mentioned like Escape from Tall Oaks. Um, I mean, it's kind of the same genre, but it's or, or same idea, but it's it's flipped where uh, you're the survivors trying to outrun you know, uh, the, the slashers and yeah. what's, what's great about this one. Now this one seems like, um, it, it, uh, a natural kind of evolution of the game. Um, but it is more involved. It is more, reminds me more of kind of like a role playing game of the, some of these other kind of horror games where you, you know, you're collecting your, you have your weapons, you have, you know, um, what's great about both of them. You kind of have the, like those little knives, you have these little tabs. And if you, just like any game, you can take those off if you take any damage. Lose but, um, health, yeah. So, and, but it, it is definitely it is more complicated, more a little more complex. For so, sure. Um, so that I save for like more of us grown up nerds playing. The older kids are into it, and then but the the youngest he kind of gets he's like I don't want to play. He's like, like I just want to go in and start taking people out. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. So what was the evolution into? Oh, let's do you know a whole other game, but it can you know, coincide with this one and you can even put the game boards together and play them both. What's yeah. The... So, Oh my so God. Our, our big thing is what we said. Um, Cause it's another thing I see with games is where you keep having these expansions. You keep having all this stuff, but then like it outdates something or now you're no longer going to play this and stuff like that. One of our key things was to make sure that people are spending money on this. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that it all works together. I want to make sure that people continually want to go back and play these things. So when we released Escape from Tall Oaks, I didn't want it to be that, well, now my old game, I can't play anymore. Or right. I've got all these killers over here. I've got all these survivors over here. Why can't I play with them together? So we 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 made sure that like there's a lot of thought put into you could play the old game with both boards. You can play the new game with both boards. You can put both games together and things like that. But kind of the thinking with Escape was that um, there were people who were just like, you know, there's a card in the original game called The Survivor. Have you guys ever thought about, like, making it that, like, there's kids and stuff? And the funny thing is, is when we made the first game, we actually pulled back some of the stuff we were going to do with it. Mm -hmm. We even, in fact, at one point had it that the board would flip over and you'd be in the woods and you could play as the kids in the original. <laughs> but it was just like, well, we're going to throw too much. We're getting away from our main mission of making something super easy to get into. And then as people start to like the game and get into it, we can give them more stuff to play. So, we, you know, we, we honed it back. But then it was like, I think like two or three years went by. And we were, we were working on another game, which is actually still in the works, but we were working on another game. And then we were like, I was like, you know, 
I think people would really be stoked if we finally did the escape idea and it was you playing as the kids and we did another thing where like, all right, let's sit down. Let's kind of look at how this is going to work. Um, and one of the nice things is that it's, it's approachable because if you played the first game, you you get some of the basic concepts of the new one. Mm -hmm. And then we smack some layers on top of it of like, Hey, you're a survivor. You're not a killer. You have to have a weapon at all times. You're going to get destroyed. Like you're a kid, like you're not going to stand up against these like giant monsters. Um, your kids working together, but also working against each other. Cause at the end, end of the day, you're a bunch of kids from different cliques. So yeah. you probably betray each other. So you got to solve tasks, but at the same time, one of you has got to make it to the end and escape. Right. Um, That's what I love and, about these games is you can actually, you can work together, but then as it starts getting down to brass tacks, <laughs> free for all, man, <laughs> you know, last man standing <laughs> and the, the trader cards and things like that. So, um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and it's kind of cool because it's also one of those things where you take a lot of the lessons of like feedback and things from friends, and feedback from fans of like playing the game for so long, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like, you know, we put out expansions, we put out things people wanted, you know, people always want to see more characters. I know for forever people wanted to see like a Bigfoot in the game, and it makes it. I mean, trust me, we've had characters sitting on our wall who we still haven't done, where we were just like. You know, we, we need this. We need something Halloweenish. Okay, let's put out the scare. Um, yeah. We need something. Um, we need something related to like Sasquatch. And then we we're like, all right, well, let's do the myth because like this is like a thing like I've been obsessed with since I was a kid. So, you know, and, but the other thing is is to make it that when you're buying these expansions, it's a different tale. Like we refer to each, we refer to all the expansions as tales from Tall Oaks, right. and it's the idea that. There are different events that occur throughout the history of this town because this town is so messed up. Um, like and like, and the things that keep occurring there are so messed up. But it's kind of like well, underneath all this, what is going on? Why is this town messed up? And why have the, all the people not left? So um, it's just fun to like keep building the story, keep building the universe, keep adding characters. And like six years later, you know, we we were taking a look back at the original game. We took all this feedback from fans, like and stuff like that. And it's kind of funny. Um, we were sitting there and kind of were like, you know, every especially me, I buy Blu-rays and stuff all the time. Yeah. And it's just like it's just like I own so many versions of the same film. Like, <laughs> and I usually do this because like. There's five minutes here, or there's a cut that's done this way, or there's a producer's cut for Halloween 6 and stuff <laughs> like that. And I was just like, why have we not taken all this feedback and taken some of the stuff we originally wanted to do with the game and put it into the game? And that kind of led us to the director's cut. Yes, I'm going to show off the director's cut here. Which, which, which one is it here? Uh, that's not it. Well, that's it. That's the director's cut. That's the box. It is. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> there it is. Okay. I forgot I'd cropped out the bottom Kickstarter thing, so I was, I was, I was just so used to seeing that. So, yeah. So, oh, my God. So, the director's cut. And I, so, I mean, you know, I was a little stressed out because I was like, what am I going to do with the old game? What am I going to do? You know? And I was like, can I buy, like, pieces to make the director's cut? But it's, this is, this thing is such a, it's such a contained thing uh, that I, well, I mean, I'm a like I said, like I'm a fan of the game, so of course I want to buy the thing. <laughs> Who am I kidding? So well, how... one of the one of the things with it was is that like 
we knew there would be like some hesitancy, especially because we're like, well, we've been around five years, but some people just bought it yeah. like a year or two ago. Like, and I was like, I'm really worried about that because I can't offer an upgrade kit for this because the changes we've actually made to it are substantial. Like it, yep. you know, one, one, one fan actually said, they're like, so is this like your Snyder cut? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, except we didn't get $70 million to do this. We like just went through and fixed all this. Right. Uh, but it and was someone like, didn't come in the middle of the game and change it while you were gone. You know, <laughs> exactly. It's like, we just kind of were like, all right, we're going to reset this. Um, so, so it's like a Ridley Scott's kingdom of heaven, right? Uh, th- th- there you go. Like, or, or um, it's like one of the four cuts of Blade Runner. Um, so, um, <laughs> We were just like, there's all these things we wanted to do. There's things fans have been screaming for years at us. Let's, I was like, I don't want to just put out, like a lot of times, there's games that are in their fifth edition that have been out for five years and they're in their fifth edition, like, which tells you they just made incremental changes along the way. And I'm, I'm very big on, as a, as a collector and everything else, I'm very big on look, I don't want the boom, boom stick edition of, of Army of Darkness. I, bought this edition like it better be like the coolest collector set ever so what like we were like if we're gonna put this out it has to be substantial so that one i mean this won't be out for a year so people who have their current game they're still gonna be playing that for a while um but also that like i wanted this stuff to be something where it's like also collector like where like when i get this it's gonna have like a collector's edition feel to it so, you know, Matt, MJ, and I sat down and we were like, we're going to put a slip cover on this thing. We're going to do some crazy printing to the box so it has like a nice finish and everything. So that like, just if, you, if even if you're not playing it, just like, wow, look at that thing. It looks awesome. Um, we're doing these plastic knives with screen printed textures on all of them, which is going to be really, really cool. And the coolest part is we worked with the manufacturer so that the blade of the knife actually has a bevel to it. So it's like a real knife when you hold it at first. It's, oh my god! Yeah. So we wanted to, and, and the best part is, is that it's we're making this at the same. Um, we're making it, and it's costing us a little more, but we're going to be able to sell it at the same price, which is also important to us. Because another thing I don't like is where you go into a store and you're like, man, this game's like hundred twenty dollars. It's like for hundred twenty dollars, I feel like you should be getting like multiple expansions and things like that. So we wanted to make it like let's get this into a way where we can make these changes but still keep the price tag that it's at because mm. I like having it like affordable for families and stuff like that to get. Right. So we worked really hard to get it to that place. What we put into this is no way short of like, this is an ultimate collector's mm-hmm. edition of the game. Um, so for a person like you where it's like, man, I just got this thing like eight months ago <laughs> and now you guys have like, now you guys are putting out another one. We wanted to make sure like one, the current one you have, it's playable as is you can all the all the new stuff we're putting out still plays with it mm-hmm. but if you were to buy this this is like a next level for you yeah. so and and all the old expansions still work with it um and then you have a new expansion with the scare yeah coming out with it so people are going to love that uh i mean that's just the design of that character alone let me see if i have a picture of it too because the design uh there's there's the new board with the you can barely see, you can kind of see the knives as uh i, I yeah. blew it up and it was a little more a little blurrier than i wanted it to be but um <laughs> and let's see if i can get these guys on here let's see there we go so oh, yeah, yeah. we got the little collectibles there uh the little or the little figures which are holy shit i mean that's awesome 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and that's that's something since the Little first day characters. we launched the project, they've been screaming for. They're like, oh, man. when are you guys going to do minis for the game? And we were like, <laughs> okay, we'll do minis this time. So uh, yeah, doing our first then, batch. Wow. And then, uh, of course, the uh, the Hallow's Eve there. Yeah, this is this is a this is one that's uh, been near and dear to us for a long time because, I mean, obviously this is a this is a horror game. So what does everyone equate the horror genre to? And it's the time of the year, Halloween. Yeah. So we were like, we need an expansion that covers the Halloween season. And mm-hmm. we had introduced the scare through a booster pack, and people freaked out over it like that. <laughs> that was like one of our biggest sellers when we put it out. Um, but it was something where what we do with all the characters, all the, all the bad guys, they eventually evolve. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I think we've had it where like nightmare was originally like all cloaked and now he's got like hands ripped off and he's like put a hook on and stuff like that. So with the scare, because he's like an evil scarecrow that like is like from basically like the soil of tall Oaks is like stained with like the evils that have been there since the time the town opened and things like that. Of course he's, He's like feeding off that evil. So we were like, well, if he's feeding off it and he's a plant, he's got to grow. So we were like, we need to make this thing huge. So this piece is huge. Um, It has two stands. It's about this big. Um, So like when he comes onto the board, people are like, holy shit. Um, And the cool thing is, is like, you know, every time we put out a new expansion, we want it to be a different adventure. We want it to be different stuff. So we threw in a bunch of stuff. There's ghosts in the game. There's masks that you can wear. And when you put them on, they give you unique abilities. (laughs) Um, There's uh, there's candy corns in the game that can like actually bring the scare to you because he like feeds off like candy. Like there's all these like crazy little like elements (laughs) in the game. So it's one of those things where we're like, all right, we have to have fun with the theme. It's it's Halloween. Let's let's go for um, so, yeah, so that's the Hallow's Eve expansion, man. Oh man. I mean, there's, there's so much. And I mean, do you, I mean, you've already said you already have things kind of just sitting there, you know, oh, on the back burner on the, on the board. Um, I mean, and, and, and the thing is like, you know, um, like, do you feel it? Cause you, well, you have a, a graphic design company is your, your, your yes. main company. We're do a multimedia, you, yeah. a multimedia company. Do you ever feel like, are you ever feel like, holy shit, this isn't going to get bigger. This is going to get bigger than I can handle or we can handle. Um, All the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those stress dreams. I mean, I, I do that like, so I, I have a day job. I do podcasts and I do audiobooks. And I've started to get more audiobook work. And now I'm starting to get, like, with a publisher, like, paid. And now I'm starting to get that whole, like, careful what you wish for, wish for type thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, I can tell you about our company pretty quickly. Like, we, we started off, Matt and I started our company 11 years ago. Matt and I have known each other since we were 14. Um, we're best friends. Uh, we went to different schools. He went to RISD. I went to the Catholic University of America. I studied communications and multimedia, focused on film, screenwriting, stuff like that. I didn't do anything with that. Um, <laughs> because when I came out of school, I just kept getting graphic design jobs and web development jobs. And that was like stuff I've known since I was a kid because my yeah. dad made me learn all that stuff. Um, so it's just stuff I was technically good with. So we started a business with it and Matt was an illustrator. Matt did design things like that. So we do branding, we do video production, we do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But this was kind of like, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a horror kid. I, I love this genre. This is like, I have way too many toys and movies like yeah. around my house. 
stuff. So this was like a passion project for me and doing this with my, my business partner and doing this with Mary joy, um, our, who, who works for us. This was like a cool thing that the whole team could create, make yeah. a product. Like instead of like our usual day to day where we're making all this cool stuff for our clients, this was like, Hey, we can make this for us. We can market it. We can control the brand. We can control the messaging. We can control what the commercials look like for it and all that stuff and really have a lot of fun and use all of our technical skills to produce this. Yeah. Um, so that part of it was awesome. <laughs> the business side of it is crazy. Yeah. Um, we ship everything. We um, pack everything. We like I, that's the whole thing. I always I. I always tell people, like, if you are, like, MJ and Matt say it all the time, too, 90% of the time, if you are messaging our Facebook, our Instagram, or our Twitter, you're probably talking to me. <laughs> um, and it's just because we, you know, we're a small team. Um, and people always, like, think, they're like, oh, you must have, like, a whole company and, like, 20 people. No, no, it's, it's us. Yeah. Um, and I think it's something where we're, like, at the point where we're, like, yeah, we need to start bringing some people on because this is <laughs> this is getting tiring. But it's also cool to just be able to, you know, do this. And I, I said it yesterday, I think on Twitter or something, but it's just like, there's nothing more rewarding than to have put something like this out that, mm -hmm. that to a community that I've been a part of since I was a kid and I love, and like to see people like, you know, tell you like, Oh yeah, we love your games. We play your games all the time. We play with our kids, you know, all this stuff. Like that's awesome. Like, that, yeah. you know, that, that's my reward. Like yeah. is to know that like, I'm making people have fun with something that I just made because I wanted to see if I can make it. Um, yeah. So, well, and what's fantastic about it too is it kind of gets my kids away from because they've been home for so long. That gets getting them away from the TV, away from the video games, and it's getting me away from social media, <laughs> which I that's great. I mean, I'm, I need yeah. more of that anyway. Um, but it's and we're coming together and we're killing teenagers, to, <laughs> killing teenagers together. You know? It's great. It's great. Every every horror family needs this, you know. And my yeah. wife, my wife is not a horror fan at all. At all. <laughs> like at all. So it's almost like the cartoony aspect of it kind of sucks her in a little bit. She'll do. She'll be. I'll do one round. I'll do one round, and you know, <laughs> she'll she'll play around and have a have a blast with it. Um, and uh, so. Uh, I bring up I bring up video games. My kids were just asking me yesterday. They go, they need to make a video game out of Mixtape Massacre. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, that's a whole other animal, kids. Whole you other bag. Even know. We we've we've we you know we we we've been wanting to do an app for forever for it because I mean, it's kind of cool to have like something handheld that you can then like do with the game and like keep track of your stuff on your app and stuff like yeah. that. But man, I it. I, it's like I said, we have a board of like, we need to do this stuff. We need to do this stuff. And it's, trust me, that's on the board. Yeah. So many things are on the board. It's just getting to that level of having that free time. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, like, it's crazy to think like we're, we're doing the director's cut right now. It's on Kickstarter. It's, it's doing really well. We're unlocking stretch goals. As soon as this is over, probably a month from when it's over, everything will be off to print and we're back on um, our other game float, um, right. and try, trying to get, yeah, and trying to get that, um, finished up. So it's ready for, for Kickstarter. Cause I won't lie. The pandemic really like threw a wrench into like the production on that because right. part of, part of anything with games is a big part is, is 
putting it on a table and having a bunch of people outside of your team play yeah. it and observing. Yeah. And doing that over Zoom is not fun because I miss so much. Um, so it's been a slow and steady progression with that <laughs> game. But um, when it's when it's finished, it's going to be one that like it's going to be one that's near and dear to my heart because my favorite subgenre is is aquatic horror. Oh, me too. Man. But uh, um, yeah. I, I think people are. It's going to be cool because it's going to be a totally different game, totally different world, totally different everything. But I think um, I think if, if if you're a fan of anything we do. You're going to love the art. You're going to love the world. And it's going to play a lot different, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Please tell me you have a Deep Star 6 reference in that game. Uh, there's there's definitely some creatures in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so t- tell me a little bit about uh, a little bit about Float. Um, just kind of wet people's appetite for it. So Aquatic Horror, you had me at Aquatic Horror. Uh, you know, I mean, I saw the poster or the, the, an ad for it or something, and I was like, where's this game? Freddie, where's this game? Where's it at? Where's it at? You know? Um, so what... What is the setup for Float? So the concept, the concept. So I, I, so I'll be dead honest. This game comes from the fact that I have a neurotic and irrational fear of the ocean. Um, I had like a small incident when I was a kid involving a shark and stuff, and like since then I am like terrified. Um, not to mention <laughs> I saw Jaws way too early, and yeah. if you ever see, if you ever see a movie with me, any shark movie with me my girlfriend and anyone else will testify it's more fun to watch me watch that movie than it is to watch the movie because i am so terrified when watching those movies um (laughs) but i i wanted to do something that um involved the ocean um i think it's such a cool creature in itself like you know it's this dark mysterious thing that like you know at first it's all fun and you're getting out there and then all of a sudden you hit like water where you can't see your feet anymore you can't see the bottom and i love that idea of like there's something underneath us Mm -hmm. like it's alive there's something underneath us so that was kind of the start of the idea for float um and the idea that you're trying to stay afloat um so the concept for the game was that uh matt mg and i came up with this and what it is is it's um you're on a yacht there is a accident of some nature you're not sure what the accident was but there was an accident of some nature everyone is in lifeboats each player controls their lifeboat you need to keep track of water and food and make sure you guys are are staying um uh, nourished during the whole adventure you need to last for seven days (laughs) Uh, and every day there's an event that takes place that can cause certain things. And every day there is something lurking from below and it changes throughout the game. Um, it can be a little thing. It can be a very, very big thing. And what you're trying to do is get to land before you lose your whole team. Um, and, uh, it's 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 a it's a lot of fun, and, <laughs> I, and it's it's cool because it's a little less comedic than um, mixtape. Right. It's like there's definitely some moments where you're gonna probably draw a card and you're gonna be like, "Come on, please!" Like, so um, that that that's kind of what we're excited about with it. Is, nice. Is get a little more in there with it. Very nice. Well, I'll be uh, I'll be tracking that thing as well, and uh, my money will end up in your guys' pockets at some point. <laughs> Oh man, well I'm we're we're running out of time here, and but I think that covers everything you know I wanted to talk about. Um, so the Kickstarter, so I mean, so it today is is St. Patty's Day today, uh, the seventeenth of March. When is the Kickstarter going until, um, 
what's the timeline of the Kickstarter, and then so after that, of course, it'll be available to the website and everything. But um, how long can people kind of get in and get these? Because these, it's all about the getting in and getting the um, the uh, the stretch goals, right? Correct. Yeah, and and the fact that some of the stretch goals and some of the things offered during the campaign won't be offered right. post campaign. We try to do that to make it special for the people who yeah. are a part of the campaign. Um, so we had we we went live yesterday, March sixteenth. Um, the campaign runs for twenty three days. It's going to go until April eighth at nine fifty five a.m. is when it stops. <laughs> so you have until that morning. <laughs> um, we're current. We've currently just unlocked one stretch goal. We have about five left. Mm-hmm. Um, each one gets bigger and better. Um, and they're all uh, three of the six stretch goals are exclusive to backers, as well as a lot of the add-ons are exclusive to backers. So um, it's it's one of those things where um, if you've never done a Kickstarter before, this is one to get in on because the nice thing about our Kickstarter is the fans have already funded it. So now it's just about getting all the bonus stuff. So yeah. as as the, as the numbers climb, um, and, and, the, and the reason we do stretch goals is it's not just to like, it, I think people think it's like the idea of making more money. This money is used for production. <laughs> the idea of it is, is to make the best product. It's yeah. why you put your product on Kickstarters. You may have an idea, but then there's bigger things you can do with that idea it, by just achieving smaller, smaller goals. Right. So that's kind of the advantage of, of being a part of the Kickstarter. And, and of course, it's um, everything on the Kickstarter is marked down compared to what it'll be uh, retail value. Like I think... Uh, I think tons of people have done the producer's pack, which is like $100, yeah. but you're getting like $120 worth of stuff. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I would highly suggest find our Kickstarter, Mixtape Massacre, the director's cut. There's tons of stuff you can get into and to get playing with us. And um, it will end on April 8th. Awesome. <clears throat> awesome. So the stretch goals, they're all kind of secret right now, right? Or have you? Some, some of them are. Like two of them are these unique supply cards that kind of break the fourth wall. Um, Got it. We know that people enjoy the stuff where it kind of breaks the fourth wall. So we like to put those in there. There's a new character that no one knows about. There's new minis that um, for these characters that no one knows about. Um, and then we also threw in there because we know people love the die, the dice. <laughs> um, so we made. Um, we worked with our manufacturer, and if we can get there, we're going to have transparent blood red dice. So um, those will look really nice and really cool. Um, and we'll put make those add those extras to people's boxes. Yeah. My, my my favorite thing is that you know I'm playing with pentagram dice. You know, I mean, it's just like <laughs> what other game does that? You know, it's it's almost like my my childhood rebellion coming back because I was you know <laughs> it was pentagrams were not were they were frowned upon when I was growing up. very much so well and it's, it's you think they, it's not just they were we literally had a woman two months ago email me telling me hey I bought your game I just opened it there's <laughs> pentagrams on these dice and I was like yes ma'am I was like if you look on the site the the the, the game shows all the pieces inside that's that's what the dice look like she goes uh, I, I, I can't have this. She's like, I'm going to have to burn this. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, and she's, I was like, I was like, I'm sorry, ma'am. I was like, and like, apparently she burned our games. So I was uh, like, all right. I was like, this is incredible. You can't pay for uh, that kind of marketing, man. You can't. You can't. <laughs> so I was like, this is incredible. So our game has been burned. So yes. that's something I can, that's something I can add to our achievements. Oh, amazing. Um, <laughs> 
I, I had a stint where I did have to burn some CDs and tapes at one point uh, in my in my life. You know, I don't know. The thing, the thing about physical media is you can buy it again. Absolutely. <laughs> you, know, you don't defeat this. You don't defeat Satan by burning uh, something with a pentagram on it. I don't know. Anyway, we can get a philosophical and religious discussion about Satan. You know, and I can keep on going, but we I won't I won't do that to you, Freddie. <laughs> I'm good with it. <laughs> I mean, like, let me look at my shirt. I mean, fantastic. <laughs> Reading is fun. Yeah, it is. Um, awesome, awesome. So yeah, everyone, make sure you know, if you're interested. This sounds fun. Check it out. It's a blast. I I love board games. Um, I haven't played board games in a while just because things that have were just too complicated to try to learn and tell the kids or even teach my wife how to do it or whatever. And this was a game that I we popped it in or popped it in popped it on the table uh, and then and, and learned it pretty quick. And then the great thing what you guys do is you guys did those YouTube kind of instructionals of you guys playing for like an hour or so, hour and a half. And uh, when I first got the game, I sat down and just had it. I was working <clears throat> and just had it playing. So I'm like working and learning how to play Mixed Day Massacre, which was that's a very uh, that's that's awesome that you guys. Do well, that. those, those, those videos are a lot of fun because we just get to have some friends over and yeah. have fun, have fun, like making fun of each other while we play the game. So <laughs> that's always a blast. Those um, are great. All right. Um, I'm trying to think of I think I've covered everything. Um, yeah. So, I, uh, yeah. All right. I'm scatterbrained right now. Sorry, everybody. No, you're fine. Yeah. Um, so I'm awful at wrapping up shows. If you've listened to this podcast, you will know that I'm awful wrapping it up. But uh, we'll just do it. So, uh, Freddie Carlini, Mixtape Massacre. Follow him on the Twitters, the social medias. I'll put stuff in the show notes and the links and all that kind of stuff. And buy Mixtape Massacre, everybody. Please do it. Come back uh, to campaign. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Freddie, thank you for uh, joining me today. And uh, all of you, thank you for watching and listening. We'll talk to all of you Next time, uh, on the next podcast, we are going to be discussing the Creep Show work print with a very special guest. So, uh, yeah, you're going to want to listen to that or watch that. Heck so, yeah. We'll talk to all of you next time. Bye-bye. Oh, don't tell me you're leaving. The party's just begun. Oh.